So before we start, why don't you just tell everybody who you are for those who, who might not know. Who am I? All right. Well, to most, I'm Frost, and to the rest, I'm Mr. Ice Cold and Unknown. What do <laughs> I do? Uh, you know, any whatever brings me joy, and that tends to be whatever I'm gaming and uh, express myself through the YouTubes, through the uh, Twitch, and then other things here and there that are kind of on the back burners. But yeah, but for the most part, I'm known for, you know, just messing around on Smite and mm. making that fun content. Others, uh, not in this space, I do a bit of voice work here and there. So, you know, j- just a bit of this, bit of that. I'm everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, and I think well, your YouTube channel is called The Other Frost. Yes, sir. The, it's the perfect channel for just like bite-sized smite content if you want it it's that's how i originally found you i think i, I i've been watching you for well, I, don't, I can't even remember how many years i've been playing smite since season three so and it's been a while and season three season three of smite that's when i started playing oh my goodness and i'm a console exclusive because it was the free game uh, on my on my I, xbox one so <laughs> yeah so you came with that way i see yeah, I you know, I think it's, you know, it's my favorite game that I love to hate. It's uh, you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, you know, have you seen that meme of a, of a guy who's like, yeah, League of Legends sucks. I hate it. It's broken. It's not fun. Oh, so you don't have it? Oh, no, I play it every day. Yeah, you know, I play it all the time. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, um, I'm very much so to the point where I feel like I, I it's a genre of like, uh, um, to not offend, but just the, the overall meme that Smite is an unoptimized, poorly balanced game. <laughs> I also play like Dead by Daylight and Ark, right? There, there's oh, no yeah. nothing else in my <laughs> in my Steam library that wouldn't classify as unoptimized and unbalanced. So it's, it's just, yeah, if so anything, I'm just a connoisseur of the unbalanced. And, exactly. uh, That's great, though. Optimized. That's like, you know, you found your niche. You know, I'm like, you're like well, I like survival horror games. And I like games that don't work. You know, it's. Yeah, <laughs> that don't work and, and make me feel bad about myself. That's pretty great, though. But um, I think it's safe to say that the majority of content on your channel is smite centered, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, what... I've got like, you know, a couple of one offs, but yeah, this is definitely a smite channel, except for when the YouTube <laughs> describes my videos as uh, being World of Warcraft. That's an interesting uh, take on that. That's a that's a that's that's something else. Hmm. so what do you think it is about smite that really kind of drew you in oh man i love this honestly because i god i if i could take nostalgia put it in a bottle and just kind of keep it refrigerated i love nostalgia so looking back into what is it that drew me into smite comes through i loved call of duty mono black ops mono warfare mono warfare 3 favorite content creators were a guy called Booman 61 and MLC Stealth. You came in in season three, but surely you know of MLC Stealth, yes? I, yes, I do. Yes, the first world champion. Now, MLC Stealth, he made a lot of MW3 videos. He was known as the Shotgun Moab King. Hmm. And then one day, uh, well, he started branching off into a few other things, started playing with like Jerma and a couple of bigger YouTubers. And one day he just kind of stopped making videos and then had a Hey, I'm back. Here's what I'm doing. Turns out he's playing Smite. He's playing. Oh. And he's he's on a professional team, and I'm just the poor guy. Yeah. So normally I, I don't care, but I was like, I, I love mythology. I was like, oh, he's playing Poseidon. Oh, that's cool. And Boo at the time was also making videos, and there was Anubis and Apollo, and I didn't know on her, so I was like, well, what was all this? But the gameplay looked really, really sick, and it was also really bright and colorful, and that's. Honestly, like the first thing that made me go, I need a PC just so that I can try this game out. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's a, that's you know, um, that's 
I'm, I'm a, a similar story. Um, I didn't, I didn't, well, my friends were playing it and I was like, it's got gods and everything. That's really cool. Um, when I had started playing, I think Amma was the first, was the newest God that was out. Um, but that's really awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I can definitely see it. It has a very strong appeal factor because it's not like other, um, games of its category. It's, it's like third person. So you're, you're in the action. And third person. Uh, yeah. Um, what was it? And I didn't even realize this because it was, I, w- I was so basic. I'm, I would say I'm the least gamer of all the gamers because they, <laughs> they all have like, I've played Skyrim and I've played Fable in this background and, and other things. I just had Halo and COD and that was in high school, right? Hmm. So like, uh, we're not even talking Halo ODST or, or Modern Warfare 1, 2. Those weren't my time. I just kind of came in super, super late. So this was the first game that I'd ever seen where you had essentially abilities and ultimates. It was really uh, cool and also was the third person that was like the bigger selling point or, or i guess the final the finalization let's say there's there's two gyms really close to your house and they're they're both the same but one's got a swimming pool or something you know yeah. it's that last thing you're not there for the pool but it's got the pool so why not i agree i mean as a as a smite man i tried playing league it's like what do you mean i'm not i'm not watching the action i'm in this i'm in the bird's eye view this is terrible <laughs> yeah that's like a, i want to be immersed you know, yeah. first person shooters, we, we want to be in the yeah. action. I don't want to be <laughs> the loser pressing the buttons. Yeah, I can't wait for, for season you know. 11 to make first person smite. It's going to be insane. Oh, God. Oh, that'd be intense. Hey, smite <laughs> 2 or smite first person. Let's see which one comes first. Smite 2. I want to see it. So when you when you started playing, you know, I think smite has a bit of a it's not the most beginner friendly game of all time. Mm, At right. least it's definitely not today i think back then maybe season three season two it might have been a bit easier to get into the game wasn't so there wasn't so many characters and it wasn't so there wasn't so much jank yep um so when you started what was it was who did you play first and and how was that that beginning experience all right so it was uh a bit of a lawless wasteland similar to how it is now but we had the advantage like you said there weren't that many gods Right. And this also didn't didn't have that much of a casual appeal. I would say the casual appeal came into Smite around season two and season three. Not saying that that console made it more casual. It's just at that point, the marketing swapped because season mm-hmm. of beta and season one, they're like, we're fighting League of Legends. We're fighting Dota. We want to be the best MOBA. But then after that, Hyra's kind of lightened up a little bit more and had more fun with it. You know, adventures are coming in, all that good stuff, more modes. Back then, even though we had less information than we have now, right? There's more stuff now. We were a lot closer. Um, it was a smaller community, small community word travels faster, and it was very, very competitive. So it was very quickly, also a lot easier to figure out how to play the right way, you know? Now, yeah. there, there's so much going on as far as like, there, there's so many gods, there's so many abilities, and um, on top of all the issues that we had prior, uh, but now also with the more casual outlook, some people just want to get on and, you know, just have fun. And so that might lead to some weird matches where, you know, some non-optimal builds and characters are played, but you end up winning anyways. And that kind of sticks into your head where it's like you either think, oh, I can get away with just about anything or anything goes mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, either it's uh, you as a person or the system doesn't work, however you want to look at it. It definitely is. There's there's more room for chaos. Anything can happen now. Whereas before, it was very 
Um, imagine doing that jank. You were going to get slapped by like Barracuda <laughs> or something, right? You were put in your place. You, you, you now you could win like, you know, you win five games, you lose five games back and forth. And it's about to the same people or whatever. Back then you lose, you win five games in a row and you are playing against like high level before they became champion players and you lose five games in a row. You're, you're like, you know, you got some babies, yeah. so you can definitely feel the impacts of your wins and your losses. Yeah. I, and when I, when I started playing like, um, uh, that was before, ranked conquest was limited to two party team ups or to two player team ups. There's three at that point. Yeah. And I remember even then like the ranked pool was pretty small. So there was a really high chance that if you played enough games in a row, you would run into the same people, regardless if you won or lost, they would just, you'd you'd run into those people. And Mm -hmm. I mean, not to mention it was on console and I was separated from like PC at the time. Oh yeah. So it limited the pool further. Um, funny i did do a actually did a school project on 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 smite on the community because it's quite it's quite interesting oh yeah what was was the project so like what was the grade (laughs) i got i got an a i had to talk about like the theoretical discourse between you know smite players oh how that how that varies and i noted that it's quite interesting that smite has at its its, in its peak one of the highest player counts of any um moba and you would figure that with with that high player count, there would be a lot more freedom in that, you know, people would be more open to doing whatever because there's just more more ideas being thrown out there. Right, 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 right. But from personal experience, I played a couple matches where I would, you know, do one where I'm following what, you know, everybody else is doing and one where I'm doing my own thing. And yeah, it was crazy how fast you get shot down. It's <laughs> it's something else. But um, that might be like a newer thing for the newer seasons. But is uh and maybe because it's you know i've i've been playing for so long i'm I'm in a certain you know player bracket so right. they're expecting me to play a certain way but it's it's just interesting i think at, at the end of the day i can definitely say you know you know regardless of whether i like playing it or not smite from a data perspective is quite an interesting <laughs> little gem there yeah um i yeah i think uh the perspective of smite or the issue is of perspective smite's got a very ambiguous vague identity where if you if you ask five different people what is smite to you they all have five different perspectives whereas um uh, because of that mix of very casual yet it's got a very competitive um core at it or maybe the other way around where it's a casual core with a very uh competitive um limiter on it there like somewhere around there it's kind of like csgo well dota compared to league of legends dota is known for being like way more hardcore very very serious and Mm -hmm. they're almost not not a hundred percent but i'll say like at least half of the player base is well and understanding we're here to game we're taking it serious and that's how it goes league of legends a little more casual smite it's like what are you here for well i'm trying to win sir i'm trying to practice and get better and ranked and go pro if i can another one is just like i just, I just want to get another star on anubis you know or <laughs> another one i just want to try some new builds or i want to see the new map etc cetera, etc cetera. i i think smite uh its perspective it needs to be seen as like as a game in its own space i think too many people are compared to like well, why isn't it as popular as other MOBAs? Well, it's not really like other MOBAs because mm-hmm. if, you know, Arena is at least um, uh, top two modes, right, alongside Conquest, and Arena is closer to Battle Right, where if we compare ourselves to, to Battle Right, oh, we're fine. Like, we, we just completely stomp them into the ground. 
Yeah, and I think that's honestly what's kept me in Smite rather than moving on to anything else because I just think at the end of the day, it's nothing is going to be quite like it, you know, and it's got it. <laughs> it's, it has its identity in that its identity is hard to understand. Yeah, absolutely. And it's got, um, uh, not free to play, but it definitely has that. You, the meme is unbalanced and unoptimized, but very unique and very fun at its core. So uh, Dead by Daylight, if I were to go through their Reddit and take a bunch of posts and kind of like censor a few very Dead by Daylight specific <laughs> yeah. phrases, and I told you which one of these is Smite, which one of these is Dead <laughs> by Daylight, you, you couldn't tell. You couldn't. It's just something about that kind of environment um breeds the sort of environment that we have that would so, be incredible and i, it's, it's I think you should absolutely do that one day because that yeah. would be yes smiter smiter not smiter smiter not yeah um, like, so is this league of legends or is this smite? yeah that's grand perfect who, who was the first god you played and like really got into the game with oh apollo uh, i've got this thing where i imprint like a baby bird on like mm-hmm. the first character i see uh, boo man was the first video and he played apollo so go into Street Fighter. First character I saw, Ryu. Um oh, gotcha. Combat, Smoke, Injustice, Batman. I just imprint like a baby bird. So it, it could it could have been worse. I don't know. I could have uh, latched onto any other character, but I just ended up at Apollo. And is it safe to say hunters are your favorite class to play, or is it something else? Mm, it was it was for the first like three years. I just feel like they have the most control in a casual setting right i have this weird it's like two wolves inside of me which one are you feeding the competitive (laughs) one likes support more the the casual one likes to pew pew so yeah yeah i um when i started playing i uh i played the first god i ever bought was robin and um someone gave me a build for him like oh he's so good it was it was like a terrible build um yeah (laughs) i'm a big i'm a big warrior guy like me i've I've actually Ooh, diamonded old Robin. All, I've diamonded all warriors. Yeah. Uh, Robin is actually my most played god, but I hated him at first, and uh, because the build I got for him was one for an assassin, and I don't play like that. Yeah, so I was like, right. this guy sucks. And then I played Bologna. She was my first diamond. Oh, played the crap out of her today. Season um, three, Bologna. Yes, I know. Oh, you stinky boy. But she's um yeah she was super she's super beginner friendly honestly I think um but I mean I used to. My old build for Bologna was like boots, uh, you know, breastplate of valor, Genji's guard, uh, Deathbringer, yeah. Malice, Fatalis, and just <laughs> go around with my shield out or my flail out, and you know, basic attack people from you know, fifteen meters away. Yeah, so, <laughs> you're it all up. <laughs> but then, then I, then I, I, you know, found out how to play the game and got a good build for Robin, and I was like, this is the greatest character this game will ever have. Like, I never, I used to never understand how someone could have a million stars on a character, but I was like. Yeah. When you when you find it, you know. When you, once you find that one character, yeah. And then uh, I, yeah. I, I just I played them a bunch. I I kind of stopped playing after season five. I come back into Smite about a year later, and I'm like, why isn't Robin in the game anymore? He's not under Warriors. They <laughs> they took yep. him from me. <laughs> it went from Warrior to Assassin, and it it took about a year or two to shift him through that. Yeah, I I'm on your side, man. I um. When the first Rav came out, first iteration, I was like, you know what? This one's not bad. Also, I was a little biased because I think I got a Quadra or a Penta my first game with him. Oh. Yeah, like he wasn't that bad. The issue is, and you can um, pull up a list of the Smite gods that were released around that time. 
dry bear era. We had also like we had Bologna, we had Ratatoska, we had uh, Capri. We had so many gods that were overperforming that he was kind of like mm -hmm. shadowed, right? He was, I think he was decent, not as bad as people remember. It's just relative to when he came out, he he wasn't as crazy. Yeah, and I think when they, um, I think him in like season four, it was awesome, and I loved getting the, I loved, I loved seeing the competitive scene, I loved playing him in in, in ranked. Uh, I actually got diamond and duel with him, which oh, yeah? was, was oh, pretty not. pretty awesome. But um, <laughs> yeah, they turned him into an assassin, and I'm like, Erlong Shen is still a warrior. They said they changed Robin because he was being played the jungle too much. Yeah, uh, Erlong Shen <laughs> hasn't touched solo lane in like three seasons. Mm, well, that's unfortunate. Even then, I think he sees like support more often than he does solo. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's you know, but I uh, I still play the game. You know, it's. They, yeah. they, they, they broke my heart, but I keep coming back. What was that? Uh, that break in season five, what, what brought that upon you? It was just, I, I used to play Smite with all my friends. And then, mm. um, I mean, also at the beginning of season five, was that when we got the, the relics or the artifacts? You could just buy them and you basically had a teleport or blink. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was a thing. That was the dark ages right there. That was like so awful to play because it, it was the you kept seeing the strategy where it's like, okay they just have to get one person who can who's really good movement like an apollo to fly into our titan and everybody tps on him and then they win it's that easy oh, or, or they can kind of keep on staying at your phoenix you know like the sieges they would last so 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 long because you could get enough gold to just slowly back it's like everyone having an athena ultimate you know yep it was just like slowly getting choked out until eventually they said, all right, let's get rid of this and let's make sieging a little bit easier, kind of. And then I so I, I think I think I, I at, during my break, I missed the release of Baron, which I'm happy because Oof. that was probably like I, I, I remember seeing videos about it, like the worst time ever. Second worst time. I think uh, King second, Arthur, uh, I think King uh, Arthur's release was pretty rough. I uh, in my top five of like roughest releases i put i tend to put baron either top one or two simply because he could go into any role like this mm -hmm. is you know king arthur was busted but you couldn't get away with him at high level in like ranked um yeah. what is it ranked adc right baron i i was playing uh baron adc i was getting spanked by baron adcs just because <laughs> you didn't have to build attack damage he was just so good in fights that yeah that's it you win the fights and you take everything yeah, I probably agree with you. I think Varen's probably the most broken, but for me, it's Arthur out of spite because I got That's back. <laughs> I get right back into the game, and as soon as I do, it's like, oh, here's a guy who makes every role trash because he can. He, you know, you can come into a fight with half health and come out with more than that because Glad Shield is just ridiculous. Ooh, on him. Glad Shield, Warrior's Blessing, all that oh, good upkeep. Just a, it was a rough time. I remember using that on um, Kakolan and being like, I'm getting so much health back because all my moves and King Arthur's like, hold my beer. Yeah, um, <laughs> you want my? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I remember. I mean, I love Kakolan though. He was I thought he was oh, yeah. super awesome. Um, so how do you how do you feel about like the the professional esports scene uh, as of season eight? Right, it just came to an end. So what do you think oh, the, the state of that whole thing is right now? Season eight, uh, are you saying like anticipation of, of season nine or are we talking yeah, like the, post the, how did season eight go? I guess to say post how did season eight go? Yeah, yeah, we can do both that and then the, the season nine. As uh, So funny enough, what got me into gaming was game design and esports. Like before I was a fan of gaming, I was more a fan of, oh, that's cool that they can like, you know, how the art and all the coding and stuff happens. And then like, oh, the sports of the matter. 
So as a longtime fan of Smite, I think season eight was, uh, and I, I think there was a huge common, there was a huge common consensus that season eight was sort of anticlimactic. And I will say, I think people coming into Smite now, it's nothing too crazy. And especially if you only have the last three finals in mind, you know, the last two years kind of spoil this. All right. But if you take all of them into account, it's it was kind of a rough year considering um, so many people having ping issues, uh, travel issues. You know, there's only so much high risk can do with, with yeah. uh, COVID and whatnot, of course. But it's also a a culmination of all the decisions passed. So I, I feel like the league's not dying. I wouldn't say the league is dying, but it's in an awkward spot already. It's been through worse um, season four, whatever the mixer deal was. That yeah. was, it's like, we're, we're close there. It's like, I've, I have word directly from um, Hyra's devs. They were, there was almost no SPL. The only way that there was going to be SPL that year was with that mixer deal. So they were cutting it really close. Nowadays, I don't know if they're writing the line, but I would say I'm not the biggest fan of the competitive decisions being made. Yeah. All the things I'm a fan of aren't really that um, that entertaining from a spectator's perspective. It's cool that they have salary, right? Because you know you don't you don't want to be worried that your your favorite players are going to go hungry or that they can't even compete because they have to have like two jobs or something like that. That's yeah. always fun. Um, it's nice seeing a lot of veterans in the space. That's all uh, those kind of storylines. I'd say this year had amazing storylines the finals. Somebody was going to be a three-time world champion. The way yeah. it played out though, it was a little like uh, uh, more of a, like a DC versus Marvel kind of movie where yeah. I was, I remember I was, I was, was a little hype. I was a little, when, uh, Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. I was kind of disappointed at the steamroll. Yeah. <laughs> but that's wait, wait. that was like what last week? I think. Yeah, it's like yeah. But I mean if they haven't seen it by now. They're they're probably that's kind of how the, the, I think how I saw the Leviathans playing though is once they pick up some steam, they kind of are they're hard to stop. Mm. I've had that conversation with quite a few people where to me, uh, whoever won this world was going to be the most patient team. Smite at high level. It's very rewarding to macro play and very rewarding to reactionary playstyles. Um, Leviathans have one of the one of the better reactionary playstyles. Paul, I, I I think Paul is one of the best players for it. But his team, he's got Cyclone, he's got Aurora, who are very very aggressive, like incredibly yeah. so. So that was just uh, unfortunate for him. Yeah, I did think that first game was really good though. That it, that was just like they were. It was so tense because it was like fifteen or sixteen minutes in, and that no, there was no fights. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, somebody's gonna swing first, and then, yeah, uh, yeah, they just start. I, I do like it when the games break out into all-out brawls. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, because that was what it was after that. After that <laughs> just, first fight, it was just like, like that's it, go yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I also loved. Uh, I mean, my my favorite solo laner's fine. Okay, he was a. I think he was a. Oh, final. When I first started watching, like when I first started like following competitive stuff and really trying to get out there, um, I mean, I just loved watching him play. I. I haven't seen him play too much recently just because, you know, I'm, I'm a college student now and, you know, time mm. is my professor's thing. It's not me anymore. Right. right. Um, but <laughs> I think he's like one of the best, if not the best, but Yarkor was absolutely killing it as RTO. 
he was he was doing some, some pretty cool stuff I, th- I thought when i was watching um but all right so sorry paul i have some notes of, of all right, that, that's fine um so how far do you think do you think smite has a future as not just as a game but as like a um or as, as a profitable game i should say hmm well let's see here it's the entertainment industry and what can end up happening is that it all comes down to how you want to look at it some people will always be extras and eventually they end up as like the a couple of character roles they're just known for character roles and a lot of people are very good at them and then other people are let's say like the rock you know really hella popular but what like what academy awards does he have what oscars and all that so like they're maybe they end up being popular to someone right um i think everybody guns for their favorite game to become big popular and mainstream but how many games actually do that i mean we should be thankful smite's even alive you know how many of the games that exist how many don't yeah I was, there was um i'm oh, sorry there's a clock in here but um there was uh i was thinking about that recently when um there's a bunch of games like uh, did you ever play gigantic when that came out yeah yeah so i tried all uh, the paragon gigantic and there was like one other all those coming out at the same time and i think they're all i think gigantic's gone yeah um so is uh the the other one but i mean yeah so i think that's that's an interesting thing that's an interesting thing to look at that somehow smite has well, not somehow but if you don't know what it is smite has at the very least managed to survive it's managed to you know and thrive to at least long enough to get to a season eight which unfortunately none of those other games got to i would have really loved to see a gigantic uh you know blow up that'd been awesome that would have been fun i i think it's um too many companies are trying way 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 too hard to make a mobile work it's kind of like trying to make calculus fun right (laughs) people (laughs) who enjoy calculus will enjoy what you're doing there but you're not going to make everyone into a math fan not everyone's going to love and even if they do enjoy multiplication there's no guarantee they enjoy calculus itself uh smite's just got that nice balance of it can be kind of serious it's uh, also very casual sometimes i think it causes it issues right but at the very if it doesn't become an a-lister hollywood success at the very least there's no way it dies yeah, I think so. I agree. I think it's it's sticking around. It it made it past its its you know dark years, and it's you know with what they're doing with the battle pass where they got like Avatar in there now and 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 the Transformers. I do know that some people kind of don't like that. I'm fine with it. I'm I think that's cool. You know, I I think the battle pass is all right. Um, what was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. I was playing it with a Geb and a Raw, so Megatron and Optimus. Yeah. I ran headfirst into the Geb, thinking it was the Raw, and I was like, "God dang, he's tanky!" <laughs> because I just like I don't know, I wasn't paying that much attention, but I go robot, and I was like, nearly got myself murdered <laughs> just because I ran into the wrong person. Yeah, I think those are the those are the funniest skins to like just totally meme with because um, you know, I was I I recorded a clip and I was looking back at it I'm like there's my teammate in the corner as you know transformed into a truck just kind of watching the whole thing <laughs> and it's it was uh it's really funny i think i think I'm, I'm okay with it i like it i think it's a good good thing to do it you, you, you draw in more casual fans and um you make some pretty cool skins yeah at the very least it's a treat for the ones that are here because um as it went so dead by daylight transformers what do we have avatar 
I feel like the kinds of people that are already playing Smite that enjoy those things are more willing to part with the money for them. I don't see it as like, oh, I love Avatar. This game with 100 plus characters has three skins from a show <laughs> I enjoy. You know, like let, yeah. let's be real here. But I, I think um, they have a very they have a very loyal player base with very deep pockets, as it seems. I, I don't know yeah. if it's growing them, but it's you know they're they're capable of of doing it again and again and I, again. Uh, I will say it's uh, I'll be the first person to trash on Smite, but the second somebody else who's never played it is like that game sucks. I'm like, hey, you never played it, man. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm very uh, uh, what was it? I think it just depends on who's around. If uh, yep, if too many yep. people are are like, oh, you know, I, I love this game. Well, why are you upset? I was like, well, you know, just five DCs in a row. But then other <laughs> yeah. times, someone's like, man, I hate this game because the rank sucks so much. And I'm like, bro, you you don't have to play ranked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the ranked now is a lot better than it was. So, but you know that that's a very that's a very just like finding optimism at like nothing. It's like, well, you know, it's crap, but at least it's not super crap. <laughs> I think uh, it's just too much investment. I think that can kind of upset people. Um, some sort of game monogamy, and that's coming from me. I am. Uh, I used to be a serial gaming monogamist where. I'd only played my COD. I only play Smite. Like I have a lot of games with maybe five hours played, and then Smite and all these other games have over one K. Sorry, I am. The dogs are. They saw. They saw a lizard. I think in there. Oh yeah. They're ready to kill. (laughs) That's fine. No, I I think it's just uh, a lot of people need to maybe branch out more in in their games. That's helped me a bit with Smite. Is I have other things that I enjoy and other things that I play. Yeah. Outside of just smite. Sometimes it's not a good smite day. So I go play, you know, uh, roguelikes just doing all that or satisfactory or just play other things. When my angriest times with smite is when I only played smite. I'm just trying to force it to work, but it's Mm -hmm. again, there's no need to be a, a gaming monogamist. I understand though. The appeal to this game is that it is, it is free to play, you know, so you've got people who, um, you know, kids who maybe don't have their own jobs or people in college who, you know, all, all they all they have enough money for is like their meals and, yep. and uh, you know, all their tu- all their money's going to tuition and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you do end up with this uh, maybe a toxic relationship where you some people, I, I say, do feel stuck in the game that they play but your identity doesn't have to be the game yeah um yeah that's it's it's not my the game i play all the time but if there's nothing else or if i'm tired of playing like halo or something i'll go back to smite for a little bit you know it's that's that's how i've always seen it i have a i used to have a a terrible relationship where i played all the time and of course i kind of just that's what happened in like season season five i stopped playing i just kind of grew to not like it anymore i didn't like where it was and i'm like you know taking a step back playing something else then going back to it makes it not so bad. I've, I'm terrible about it because I'm very, uh, I, I don't know that getting out of gaming monogamy is something I've more so recently done. So it's like seven years of like, no, you got to make this thing work. Got to make this work. I swear to God, it's competitive at some point or other. And uh, for some people, me just saying Smite's not that competitive is insulting, but it's kind of, part of the free-to-play community everyone who 
for some reason or other has way too much time in some kind of a game is going to be more invested than than a casual onlooker so so uh it may it may create an environment where it's kind of harsh to say things that you don't enjoy about the game even saying that you want to play any other game is almost seen as an insult and that's i think that's just something i had to learn to more brush off i guess i i couldn't if one day I just wanted to, I don't know, not play Smite and just, I don't know, play Minecraft or play or not even play video games. Like during the winter, I just want to I just want to be inside watching Netflix. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, you don't want to play Smite. Oh, you're missing out on the new season and the <laughs> new God hype and all that kind of stuff. I get tired, man. I've been here for eight years since the beta. Right. Not saying it doesn't get exciting, but the way that they're pushing Smite now, because back then it was a. You always get on and always be competitive. Now it's more like Path of Exile, where they're having you know seasons. You're looking forward to the next patch and the next one. Back mm-hmm. then, they try to put emphasis on Smite always being in a really good state, whereas now they're just kind of like shifting the flavors, give you a better mouthfeel or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, yeah. so it's kind of easier to go uh, new patch. Okay, I'll play for like two weeks, and then I'll play something else. And just see how the next patch feels. Yeah. yeah. So this um this next one might be a bit of a hard question, uh, but w- what is your favorite game uh, of all time? Is it Smite or is it something else? Oof, I've got I've got too many of these. Favorite game of all time. I mean, if I could go back in a bubble, it's probably just uh, COD Modern Warfare Three. As far as like what what I was doing and uh, how that felt. But if we're talking like game depth and uh, and what the game itself offers uh, that's like i'd have to dig deep for that one um would you, would you have one by chance oh i have um my favorite game of all time i, I can't, it's two games but i count them as one because how similar they are it's metro mm. 2033 and metro last light nice um i want to be like an author at some point oh, i want to okay. write a book and i think well met those games are based off of a book yeah but i think the writing in them is, is just phenomenal and it has this amazing message about like you know the self-destructive nature of humanity and mm-hmm. like you know we are, we're only kind of all evil stems from some sort of fear and as long as we're as if we can grow to you know not think in fear first then right. you know we're, that's how we achieve world peace we start we understand each other um, yeah fair and then it's like it's it's between those two and subnautica because i freaking love that game oh, god do that the game terrifies me <laughs> Jack, i love i love survival horror games that's my my favorite like resident evil and yeah oh, i enjoy those too it's the underwater big yes creepy. That's exactly <laughs> and you're just going lower and lower and you hear noises and you're like oh shit what was that <laughs> but yeah so um you said like modern warfare 3 you think would be your 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 pick uh that's if like if i if i could go back and play any one game all the time uh if i had to just go this game is a masterpiece but i don't have to play it all the time right because cod I, I could play that over and over and over again my um kind of like oh i went to the louvre and i saw the mona lisa and it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was beautiful or something like that my mona lisa of gaming for as far as my biases go is uh probably bastion it's um Supergiant, I believe, uh, the creators of Hades. Before they made Hades, they made all these other games, and they made Bastion, which is basically Hades but with a story. Oh, well, I mean that has a story too, but it, it's um, it's a it's a linear RPG kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's very uh, set 
same art style, um, same music style. It's just not mythology and it was their own thing. And it just the systems and everything around it was amazing. That that would be probably my wipe my memory and let me play it one more time again. Yeah, that would yeah, it would be that one. Excellent pick. That's a really good one. I love the art style on that one. I, I haven't I haven't played it yet, but um I do I've watched some stuff on it. It looks gorgeous and i mean the same thing carries over to hades i love that style of art i think it's amazing yeah as uh oh when they came out with hades uh they used uh if you haven't played bastion yet they used a lot of the same weaponry they just kind of reskinned them and the same uh combat system oh god it was it was perfect my right. only issue with bastion was that you, there was no real incentive to play over mm-hmm. and over again there was ng plus but there was there wasn't anything too crazy whereas hades is my favorite genre of you know roguelites you can just yeah. do them over and over again that's awesome man that's awesome and um so i i, I know i asked you about how you got into smite but how did you get into content creation for smite content creation uh so back then no one really well no, some people did have consistent um youtube channels i i'd always enjoyed content creation out of every game any game i've been in any community i've been i've always looked for the content but i always enjoyed the informative stuff more than the entertaining stuff i'd watch those too but nothing kept me going back and forth like um you know like xbox ahoy back in those days of like he explaining his these guns and all these kinds of series and whatnot and I'd already dabbled in that kind of stuff. So now wherever I'm in, wherever the passions lie, that's where the content's going to pop out. Um, All my videos are basically a reflection of like, what have I been thinking that day, that week or that month? Smite was all that was in my head. Ymir was a strange little fellow because he's not nearly he, back then he wasn't nearly feared as he is now with like oh you gotta be careful with those walls because that's the mm-hmm. deadliest part of it all everyone oh my god those walls are sick mm-hmm. back in the day you may wasn't that that respected until um kanye life got respect banned at worlds the first one but before then i was like i i want to just make a video on the walls like this this wall <laughs> is just so freaking good it's one of the strongest abilities in the game surely and um through another long story ended up working alongside anuki that was cool everyone's all like yo these videos are pretty dope can you make more and like that's just kind of that's just kind of where it went from there that's awesome Uh, and um do you want content creation like what you do right now do you want that to be your um your primary job is that what you would you would prefer it's risky all right so my best stuff is made through passion straight up through heart now passion and heart don't do well with structure and scheduling you can't just have it on tap where it's like boom pour out this banger of a video it's just something where i'm like either in the middle of the day middle of the night i'm just whoa i have this idea and then there it goes right so if i could uh constantly have just grand ideas that would be fantastic because eventually the well runs dry if you're um if you're too busy making content you're not in taking life you're not in taking content so that you can put it out again right if you're just constantly putting out content you are going to dry out yeah that's um i had uh i I interviewed duke sloth about a year ago and he i was because he does that full time now and i'd asked him about that i said you um, like, are there any drawbacks? And he mentioned, yeah, when you're when you're gaming for your job, it kind of stops being more about enjoying it, more about you got to do it because you need money. 
yeah, I, I never fully committed because I, I never wanted to feel like, oh God, I got to do this for money because I'm not one that just goes, yes, you know, like Homer Simpson, do it for Lisa, you know, do it for mm-hmm. your family because I was a you know, just a bachelor doing whatever. I could, I get this spiteful feeling of like I'm not doing it for money because I don't care. I've yeah. uh, I've been. I've been broke. I've been homeless. I've been near death. So there's this very spiteful part of me that goes, there are worse things than <laughs> death. You know, there's worse things than going hungry. So um, I don't like, uh, I don't like schedules and formats and all that good stuff. But if, if you're balancing it right, you know, life is balanced. It can work. It's just kind of difficult. Sometimes uh, you mentioned Duke doing this full, full time. I know you like swap to, new world and i don't think he's been making content lately it just it's yeah. hard to do something like this long term yeah because i mean that's the whole you, you know you for him he, he grew this audience in smite and i love i love i think he's an awesome creator and i like i love everything he puts out and it kind of sucks that you are um at the the dispo I, I'm, I, can't, I can't think of the word but um you're at the mercy of your audience if your audience doesn't like it then you have to go back to what they do like um uh and so another question is um did you ever think about going pro it's my or was that sort of the same thing where you you didn't want to lose passion for it um well see here so uh, i think most people that do have a bit of a a competitive field do want to uh, at least humor the idea i like competition um whether that be in a casual setting, in a rank setting, or pro, I just like the competition. If I can get it in casuals, I would rather have it there. It's very much like the story of Faker, where he never played he never played ranked. He would just play casuals. Problem is, he would win so much, his MMR got so high, he couldn't find a match, right? So that's mm-hmm. when he eventually got into ranked, and that's when he got noticed, and boom, the, the legend was born there. Where if I had if I had my way, if all these scenes were as just straight to the bone competitive, I'm not leaving casuals. Okay. So, then, so then I got into ranked and it's like, all right, it's pretty competitive there. And uh, that started to sort of lose com- uh, its competitiveness there as it was, uh, I guess, becoming a little more lighthearted or serious competition was leaving. So it started to get a bit more random. So then it's like, all right, you know what? I, I guess we try for the pro scene. But then uh it becomes more of a social problem than a, a or almost close to political than it has to do with competition you know um but then it's a sort of a crisis of like then what's the point why why am i playing to get better i mean there's only so many janky builds and characters i can do for fun in that regard like why play to get better so this year funny enough we're starting a team where the goal is not scc but sort of have that environment of we're playing to get better and if something comes of it that's awesome i just i just want a better playing environment more so than being professional mm, okay makes a lot of sense and um so we're, we're coming up toward the end here and uh toward the end of our interviews uh, we'd like to have um the guests speak um by themselves and just um what advice would you give to um a person like yourself oh person like me Ooh-hoo. oh god uh, this is uh last year was probably one of the bigger growing years for uh, a person like me uh firstly finding out who you are as a person it's really difficult interacting with people 
if you don't really know who you are, this can lead to so many things of, um, feeling like you're you're misunderstood or that uh, you're kind of in your own space alone. But if you don't really know who you are, you can just feel an ambiguous sense of being lost until you uh, kind of either spiral out of control or you find a more meaningful purpose in that, like, where am I? And an almost Cheshire Cat-esque kind of way, where if you don't know where you're going, you can't really be too lost. So you reflect mostly on yourself. Number one. What the hell are you? Who are you? What do you do? And then from there, what do you stand for? And then everything just tends to fall into place there. Also, uh, don't be afraid of working alongside others. That's always something I held off on because uh, it was like, say everyone say what they will about the Smite community. It has um, its good parts. It also has its bad parts. I will not pretend like it doesn't have its good parts. I'm not going to also pretend like it doesn't have some bad parts. There are is uh, there's, there's a lot of issues you can get into just being friends with the wrong people in certain communities. So that was very much a, uh, I couldn't find anybody, but I also didn't make the effort. Like I, I didn't make the effort to try and find the good parts of the good people in Smite. So it just seemed like it was one hell of a cesspool. And then as far as it comes to content creation, just go with who you are because it's a lot worse to become successful in something you hate than to become nobody in something that you love right doing something that you love and nothing ever comes of it that's perfectly fine but as it shows like many people that have been either in in my shoes or in even bigger shoes if you end up being successful at something that you absolutely hate it could it could be the end of you all right well thank you so much this was um, this was a huge honor, and I, I a year in the making. I think more than a year at this point, right? Oh, yeah, you've been so patient with me. That's perfectly fine. I'm like, yeah, that, that was a hell of a year, man. Oh, right. yeah, no, yeah, and the last year was absolutely ridiculous. And um, you know, for a while, it kind of seemed like everything was going to go back to normal, and then it's like, no, 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 it's not. Yeah, but, no, not completely there. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah, thank well. you so much. I mean, I, it really means a lot that you stuck with me this long, and you know, through the rescheduling and everything, it's it it really means a whole lot. You're an awesome guy, and this has been an incredible interview. Well, same for you, man. But, but before we go, what what guy you started on this kind of stuff? Like, so well, you're on and off with Smite, but what's got you podcasting? So my um, I. I said I told you I wanted to be an author. Yeah. Right. But that's not too lucrative of a uh, field to get into, right? Um, yeah, not financially from the start. Yeah. Yeah. So my whole thing is, um, I can instead of doing something I absolutely love right off the bat, I can do something I really like, and then you know focus on what I love on the side. So I what I really like is I'm I'm big into to journalism, and. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, my major in college right now is uh, mass communications broadcast news. Um, I feel like it is, you know, it, it's no secret that in the last you know four years, the news has been absolutely all over the place. And it's just hard to be like, oh, what do I who, who do I listen to? What do I believe? <laughs> you know, so my ultimate dream in, in a professional field would would be to be a person that, you know, does only gives the facts, doesn't speculate, doesn't give, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, well, it could be this, you know, I think there's too much of that. And, um, but I just, I love, you know, you'd be surprised how many people will accept, you know, but Hey, yeah, yeah. I can interview. You can interview me just if you ask. Right. So, yeah. 
That's why I got Duke. That's why I got you. Um, I'm trying for Punk Duck because yeah, he's another Smite, you know, YouTuber I really loved. Um, but I just love it, and I think it's it's interesting uh, hearing these stories and hearing these experiences from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just, I, I, I just, I, I think to myself, I'm like, I wonder what, uh, you know, what's his favorite god? And I'm sure other people have that question. <laughs> what makes them them? <laughs> right. So, um, and I just like that. I like talking to people. Um, and it's, you know, now it's like every person I've interviewed is a friend. So there you go. Yeah. It's, um, it's just something I've always really liked. I like talking to people. <clears throat> so, you know, if, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Right. There you go. Now, I do enjoy that approach of yours where you can't full commit to something that you want to, you know, be full committed to and passionate about. So you're sort of like half and half something to pay for the bills until eventually you can sort of leverage away to to something that can pay the souls. I, uh, yeah, I I completely am with that. And that's uh, that's kind of how I go about my stuff. My passion isn't it's it was never like, oh, I want to be a YouTube star. I like editing videos and uh, and just ideas and all this other stuff and hopefully branch off to other things, but that's just, you know, where the cards go. Yeah. I, I, it, it kind of gives you like, um, I'm only 21. Right. So I'm going through this mm. part where it's like this, this thing I'm going to school for is it has to be my career or else I've spent like $20,000 that I don't have. Mm. And it's very much, it's very, um, it, you know, ex- exhausting worrying about this all the time. And just like, what if I get a degree I don't like, and I have to, do a job i don't like and i'm like you know i want to be an author i want that's my passion i can't do that because i don't have the money for it so i'll do something that while i don't have a huge passion for i still really really like yeah so that way i don't ever i'm not unhappy with my my choices right i you know and and not to dissuade anybody who does want to take that risk and say they want to be an actor or say they want to do something you know crazy like or be like a musician something that doesn't that is a huge risk i don't ever want to make it sound like i dissuade people from doing that yeah because it's just it's a personal thing do you think you're ready for that risk you think you could take it and personally i know if i took that risk and it didn't work i would be i would be so sad (laughs) yeah so there you go and then uh for the people who do choose to sort of take that risk uh what was it i dropped out in 2000 13 it's not because oh i i'm gonna be a voice actor or i'm gonna be a youtuber or a streamer or any of that kind of stuff i generally did not know what the hell i was gonna do i just knew it wasn't going to involve college you know so whatever you're gonna do just just be sure that you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. Um, all right well thank you so much one more time it's been a pleasure uh this is awesome i'm going to re-edit all your voice lines and i basically you just i basically got free voice voiceover work so this is great <laughs> how about it You'll make something with it <laughs> <You're> right 